0: with the steal. to beat him off the dribble.
1: Hello. Welcome to another episode of the Freaky Smalls Pod. I am one of the co-hosts, Steve Thomas. I'm with Loken Debiru and Nicholas Doglio. Gentlemen, what's going on? Good morning. Good morning.
0: How you guys doing? Uh
1: uh today is July 10th. And the Knicks have not officially signed anyone in terms of free agency. <laughs> <laughs> Very anticlimactic. Very anticlimactic. No, just Jalen
2: like Brunson, bro.
1: Technically, it's not a, <laughs> it's not a... official. I was just talking to Nick, and none of the deals are official. Like at least in terms from the Knicks. Like a bunch of the other guys from the league are official. Like uh, I was right. talking to Nick about PJ Tucker. His deal is official. So. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. I don't know what's going on, but um, well, good. We'll, speaking of the Knicks, we can go right into our first topic. Uh, basically, Jalen Brunson, uh, la- last night. Uh, Fred Katz from the Athletic announced that they s- are going to sign Jalen Brunson into cap space. So, w- meaning that they are going to operate possibly as an over the cap team. So they. From from that point, like these Knicks aren't done making moves. So I'll ask you guys this. What do you think the next move is
0: then from this point? For me, I kind of hope it's through trades, moving off some of the guys, because uh like I, I I think I'm not I'm totally a, a huge fan of the Randall and Brunson fit. And I, I think given like how like things soured with Randall at the end of last year, I think this would be a good opportunity to just like have a clean break and move on. And, you know, like this could be Brunson's team and not have to worry about that. And maybe, you know, free up some time for Obi and some of the other young guys, as well as like some of the other veterans. Like I like Derek Rose. I like Evan Fournier. They're, they're, they're valuable players. Like, do they are, do they need to be part of this team? Are they a, a, a super valuable to this, this run, this, You know, build on the Knicks. Would I? I, I'd much rather see Quentin Grimes, RJ Barrett, you know, Deuce McBride get those minutes and kind of start growing in this as part of this core, rather than you know, Thibs playing Derrick Rose and Evan Fournier until they break down because he wants to win as many games as possible.
2: Logan, yeah, um, I agree. I don't think we should be signing people. I think we should try to get rid of the Fournier and Randall contract. Um, I would like to see like a Julius Randall trade for like. I don't know. I mean, can we do Donovan Mitchell for Julius Randle and Picks and all that? I don't know. I mean, they just fleeced the Timberwolves for that Rudy Gobert trade, so I have no idea what they'll be asking for for Mitchell. Um, But yeah, we really should be looking to trade him, though, if anything. (laughs) What are you laughing at?
1: Yo, I saw Nick's face when you said trade Randle and Picks for Donovan Mitchell. I saw Nick go. What? Yeah,
0: (laughs) I, I, I am like, given that go the 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 price that you know gobert got yeah like I, I feel like that's kind of set the market for a lot of things so like i don't want to trade four unprotected picks for donovan mitchell right right um, i'm saying i wouldn't that, do
2: that either but yeah if, if there's like a decent trade we could do like if we could do like three of the first rounders not protected and then like reddish Rangel, whoever then I, I wouldn't do i wouldn't do the rudy gobert one like i wouldn't get four first round protected picks but if we could find a trade with them i would do it it's just like yeah i'm weird.
0: skeptical danny Ainge would do that i'm I also like just, like yeah i off that like I, i'm fascinated <laughs> to see like what this means for other trades because like like you're saying like they heisted th- that that many unprotected picks is unheard of so like what yeah. does that mean for kevin durant like what does that mean for deandre what, what does that mean for a potential kyrie irving trade like that that's gonna have so many kind of it, it's kind of set the market in such a weird way like I, yeah. I'm, I'm kind of fascinated what that means for other trades no i agree uh, I was just, about, yeah, I was just about to
1: agree with uh with Nick. They literally like they fucked the market for everybody. Yeah, they completely fucked the market. That was a guy actually going to be the next topic I was going to discuss. Like they completely messed up the market for people because now like nobody really knows what what do you have to give up to the Nets in order to get Kevin Durant? Like nobody, like. I was telling, I was talking to Loken about this uh, last pod. Like I'm sure Atlanta would have waited to make that uh, DeJounte Murray trade. If they Mm -hmm. knew Kevin Durant was on the, it was on the table to be had, you know, like now it's too late for them. I thought that would have been perfect for them. But now like, like I I think the league is at a standstill because like everybody's waiting is Kevin Durant leaving like is he actually going to, or is he going to stay? Because like, that no team has like what it takes to get him. Like, I think I've heard machinations of like Phoenix. I've heard trades of, of like possibly Toronto, but Toronto apparently doesn't want to give up Scotty Barnes. And like, Mm -hmm. I don't know what the trade is. I don't know who, who else like I, this leads into the next topic. I was going to ask you guys, like, because of that, like because of like the Rudy Gobert deal, which is like four on, like what was it two unprotected?
2: Four I, unprotected. I
1: yeah, four it, unprotected.
0: Mm-hmm. If, I, if I remember, I think it's three on three, like completely unprotected, and one like very lightly protected, like like, like a top five pick. Jesus. Yeah, oh, man, dude. Plus, well, to be, plus, to be fair, like, could this you argue? year's first round pick. So if, if you want to like argumentative, like you could say like, essentially like six first round picks because they they, they traded this year's first round pick.
2: Like I remember when Rudy Gobert first got signed, um, like people were saying, What were the jazz gonna do? Because they're not gonna get free agents. And I'm like, you don't just just don't pay him, you know? And then like look at what look at what happened now. I mean, they got value from him. I guess so they won in that. But like you see, when you overpay someone, you see how like how unfair a trade can be when you try to trade them in the future. You know?
1: Yeah. Yeah, it's just like for like for now, like. What, what do you guys think? Like they're zigging, where everyone is zagging. You know what I'm saying? Like, hold um, the the Jazz, the Jet, ja- the Jet, ja- uh, um, the Wolves, the Wolves. Because right. now they're gonna play. They're playing two bigs. Like this. This is like the reality of the situation. Like obviously, Cat has always been. Trying to flirt more and more with the perimeter game, despite the fact he actually has like a good interior. He's more game. of a
2: perimeter player than a paint player at this
1: point. I think he's a good, like, in, I think he's good inside on the offense interior. Like, he's a good interior player when he wants to be. He can score on mismatches and stuff. And he, it's not like he lacks for an array of moves, but like, like obviously, when it comes up against like, like real, real, like, you know, bona fide centers, like, he can't really score against them, but like, Defensively just helps, but like all um or at least defensively he doesn't have to protect the paint, but then he has now he has to guard fours. Yeah. So like that's even tougher, I think, for him. So what do you guys think? Does it do you guys like have a prediction?
2: <laughs> I do. I I actually think it works um offensively and deep. I think it works overall because like even if towns is a bad perimeter defender, which I think he is. You still have Kyle Anderson. You still have, um, uh, Gobert's not the best perimeter defender, but you have Kyle Anderson. You have Vanderbilt on the bench. Um, you have Edwards, who's decent. Like, they have other guys who can, pl- like, play their perimeter defense, and town just has to be at least decent and you can get away with it. Um, I would say that the Timberwolves, I think, are going in a trend that I'm noticing now in the league where it's like tall, positionless guys. Like, you see, OKC, man, they have like mm. what five guys over six five as they're starting the starting lineup, if you want to argue that. Like, shy and Giddy and Yang and, and um uh, Chet and whoever else they want to add. Like, these guys are all tall, lanky guys who can or positionless. So, I think the Timberwolves kind of see that. And then, like, they have a tall lineup, too. Like, D'Lo's 6'5", Edwards is tall. Anderson's, like, what, 6'8", 6'9", 6'10", maybe. Mm. And you have Towns and Gobert. Like, that's a really tall lineup. So, like, they're actually a lot better um, defensively, even if Towns is not the best. It's just when the playoffs come. That that's going to be a problem, I think, because um, you know, it's it's just it's just a weird fit.
1: I uh, just wanted to clarify: uh, Jared Vanderbilt got traded, and that uh, Rudy
2: Gobert. No, 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 I said Jaden McDaniels. I thought you said Jared Vanderbilt. Oh, my bad. No, you. I, I might have said that.
1: No, yeah, Jaden McDaniels is still there. Um, but they like the other thing is though, Loken. Like, I have to tell you, like, who is their perimeter guard? Like a point of attack. Maybe defender. Edwards
2: could become that. I don't know. Do you want? Yeah, Edwards I, I, to do I, I was that? gonna say Edwards. Or... I,
1: was, I was gonna say Nick. Would you want him? Would you want Edwards to do that? Do you want him to be the point of attack defender and still carry a big offensive load?
0: I mean, it's probably not ideal, but like for now, I, I think it's fine. Uh, I, I I I think I I well I hope. Uh, kind of similar to what Utah did uh, with their kind of scheme with Gobert was kind of like funnel everyone to Gobert. So I, I, I think there'll be less stress on the perimeter defenders. We're just like, here, go buy me, but you have to deal with the Eiffel Tower. You know what I'm saying? You have to deal mm-hmm. with this, you know, massive rim protector uh, and kind of like funnel him into like a, dou- a, 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 a double team around that instead of like like having to like really put a lot of like exterior perimeter pressure on ball handlers. So I I'm, 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 hope that, you know, like they do something similar to that. So Edwards or D'Angelo isn't like expected to like pick up guys at half court or, or like shut someone down on the perimeter cuz it's that's going to exhaust them and kind of hinder their defense uh, offense and I, I i don't think it maximizes maximizes Gobert at all yeah
1: I, mm. I i definitely agree like i think i think the point of attack i definitely i i say that like Edwards can't like i don't want him to take that offense like that defensive uh point of attack mm. uh uh What's it called? Responsibility. Not this early, at least like I feel like he's just trying to crack the surface of what he can be as an offensive player. And you got to see parts of it during the playoffs. Like he was he was explosive. Yeah. You got to see him at his best. He would look like he just looked like a, a like
2: he looked a, like a superstar, man. Yeah, he really
1: yeah. did look has shades of a superstar. And you just I want to see that more of that. And I don't want him to be I don't know if he's like. I don't want to say physically there yet because like he is physically like built, but like, it is a, it is a tax like to play bow to play very two way, especially mm. when you're at the point of attack defender. Yeah. Cause like, if you think about it, like guys, are, like, you know, we've grown up to see throughout the league, like, uh like Kawhi's and stuff. Kawhi only really does it nowadays. Like if it's towards the end of a game, not from the start, it's right. towards the end of a game. He'll take, yeah. he'll become a point of attack defender. But I don't know. We'll see. They'll, they have all, they, st- I still feel like they had, they, sh- their roster is not set yet. Yeah. I think they I, have their, I, I think they have their three, four, and uh, they have their two, three, four, and five. I really like if you're, if we're going to announce their lineup right now, it's what? It's Dilo, it's Edwards, Edwards, Anderson. Uh, it, yeah. It's McDaniels, right?
2: I think it's Kyle Anderson, right? He's got yeah. paid.
1: You think Anderson starts? He got yeah, paid, though,
2: some- didn't he? So I'd assume yeah. that he starts.
1: Oh, I thought he's more of like a bench guy. He could have been the sixth man, but okay. okay. It, it, we'll go order. with Anderson.
2: Whichever one, yeah.
1: Cat and then Gobert. Right. Yeah. So, like, you know, you know I, 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 I would kind of love it if they be like a, a zone team, but <laughs> I don't think they will be.
2: I was going to say they might focus more on like team defense and a lot of rotations, but I, I could see uh, McDaniels possibly emerging as their number one, like perimeter defender. Cause like he was, his player comp was like Jonathan Isaac when he was coming into the draft and that might be a stretch, but I do know he's a good defender and he hustles. So it's possible. Um, there's also that like DLO is not, it's actually really good off the ball in defense. It's just his mm. on balls. Not that good. Um, so I don't know. Maybe they all come together and like kind of play like team defense. Yeah. And then like offensively, they're going to be insane, I think. Especially with Cat at the four, that's like such a mismatch for so many other fours.
1: Nick, I felt like you had something to say.
2: Well, yeah. Um,
0: I, I'm actually more skeptical of their offense and their defense. I, I think like, you know, having the disciple Tower and all like all this length is going to be great for their defense. Like they're, they're probably going to be like an awesome like, regular season defensive team. I'm fascinated about the spacing. Uh, like, like, Towns is an awesome shooter and, like, a very, like, mobile big. But, like, at the same time, like, at some points you probably want him in the paint and you can't really do that with Gobert who, like, has no gravitational pull outside of, like, six feet. So, I, I'm gonna, it's gonna be fascinating to see how that works and how they kind of, like, deal with that spacing. Because, like, Towns is, is gonna, He's going to be, he's going to make it work. He's, he's, he's he's too talented offensively, not. But I, I don't think this is maximizing town offensively, like at all. Like, like, what Logan's saying, like, there's going to be mismatches, definitely. But like at certain points, he's like going to like drive through the paint and deal with like three defenders because like no one cares about (laughs) Gobert.
2: Yeah. (laughs) He can (laughs) kick out maybe to like Delo or Edwards, hopefully. Yeah, definitely. But like, like he's
0: going to, he's going to like take one dribble into the paint and like Gobert's guys and be like, okay, fuck this guy. I'm, I'm, I'm going to guard towns.
2: Facts. I like that. Maybe um, Gobert works on his offensive game, bro. Really. I hope so.
1: How many years are we gonna say that? How many years are we gonna to be, be out, saying yeah. that? How many years do we have to go through
2: this shit? He's <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. been saying yeah. that
1: since James Harden was on the Rockets, bro. <laughs> He's been on two teams since. How many years do we have to say that he has to work on his offense? His game hasn't gotten better. He oh, looks, yeah. yo, he looks like a child trying to back down somebody. It's kind of right. sad. <laughs>
2: He's it's what sad he's he sad that he can't even do a basic hook shot. And he's seven foot, what two, seven foot one.
1: Yeah, I'm. I'm yeah. done giving. They they say I forgot. I was like listening to this developmental guy on. Uh, uh like I I was listening to just, I forgot what draft pod I was listening to. It may have been either like it may have been a Simmons draft. Um Simmons like draft pod like right after the draft. But I remember he was like one of the guys was like. Oh, no, it was Jay Bellis. It was Jay Bellis who was like – I forgot. I don't know if he was talking to Simmons or he was talking to somebody. But Jay Bellis is like, first four years of the league when you're in, you'll find out what type of player you're going to be. Most of the time, almost like 75 80% of the league, you'll find out like this – This you're, if you haven't improved your game after the first four years, this is what you're going to be for the rest of your career. Right. More, more than likely, you're not deviating. Obviously, there are – Obviously, a lot of examples. DeMar DeRozan yeah, yeah. is a big example of that. Um, Kyle Lowry. Kyle Lowry, exactly. Like, they're obviously outliers. But for the most part, this is right. what you are. And Rudy Gobert is not changing who he is. He's a quote-unquote rim-running center, right? Like, I'm not really rim-run. on rim-running. <laughs> yeah. Like, you, ideally, you like to be able him, him, to catch lobs and stuff and throw down dunks. But, like, he's that's what he is. It's a great mm-hmm. defensive center with minimal offensive game. That's it. it was
2: getting yeah. getting paid 40 million. Yeah. Crazy. Crazy. Hey, shout out to
1: the wolves, man. They paid them. So uh, they paid, they paid the big bucks to go get them. Uh, before we get into our, uh, the Google sheets portion, I was going to ask Nick, cause we didn't get his thoughts about the KD Kyrie situation. So Nick, I'll leave the floor to you. What do you think of this whole situation? Like, we obviously heard it on like the eve of like the start of free right. agency. So like, what do you What do you think, Nick?
0: I I think it's hysterical. Uh, I'm in, I'm enjoying watching the the Brooklyn Nets go up in flames. Uh, I, I I do think it's like the, from what I read. I, the funniest thing to me is apparently like the last straw for Kevin Durant was like them the, the Nets not like doing whatever Kyrie Irving wants and like them like finally getting fed up with Kyrie Irving. Like that that's ridiculous. Like he's been a terrible teammate. He like he's missed games because he refuses to get vaccinated, or he's to disappear. He's just not a good teammate. And Kevin like, that that's enough. You, you you can't shoot him like that. I'm out. Like that, that's hysterical to me. Uh, I'm I'm I'm. Like, we talk about it with the Gobert trade. I'm, I'm fascinating what the, the the trade market looks like for either of them because like the way the, the the amount of stuff that got back for Gobert is is gonna like
2: ch-
0: it's ch- fuck the market. Like you said, Steve. So like what that kind of like looks like is fascinating because like the Nets could get whatever they want back and, like, start rebuilding and, like, build around it. But, like, the way this, like, you know, Kyrie, Kevin Durant, James Harden, like, this super team, like, one of the one of the most talented rosters on paper, like, ever in, in league history ends up, like, not winning anything and, like, flaming out in three years. Like, that's insane. Do you think some of the ramifications
1: from this, like, the ripple effect now is people won't build super teams the
0: way they like those three were built. I don't think so. I I think a a big part of this is like the temperament and like who they are as, as like human beings, like Kyrie Irving is like a big personality. Who's like hard to deal with. So I, I think that's a large part of it. Like, you know, some guys are just easy to get along with it, like, will, will, will buy in. I, I that's a bigger issue than, you know, like the super team aspect of it. You know, like, I, I think like Embiid and Harden could like pull someone else in. And I, I don't think that'd be an issue. I, they're both just what they want to win basketball games and are going to play hard and like aren't going to deal with bullshit. So I think that would have been fine. But yeah, I, I just think like Kyrie Irving's too weird of a personality to kind of deal with in, in, in circumstances like that.
2: How funny would it be if KD gets traded back to the Warriors since they probably have the best package at this point and Kyrie goes to the Lakers? That'd be hysterical. I love that.
1: I disagree that they have the best package.
2: Who has the best package then?
1: I think if if Toronto really put in Scotty Barnes, Um, I think they have the best
2: package. Because Toronto would Toronto really do that though? Like they've been building for years, and all of a sudden, I don't. Listen,
1: they did this before. They did the Kawhi trade, bro. Yeah, it's
2: true. (laughs) That's
1: why I'm like, yo, they can do anything they want. Like it's up to Masai, man. But wait, what would the
2: trade be? Because you're just stripping half the roster. Then
1: I think like Barnes. You do Barnes is like the centerpiece. They'll give up. Well, part, predominantly, almost all the picks. They probably also have a yeah. couple of more salaries to make. Uh,
2: to make so the like Trent Jr. or something.
1: Yeah, it's got to be. Yeah, it's got to be Gary Trent, Scotty. Maybe one more big sal. I, I'm trying to see if I can.
2: That's Siakam or Van Vliet, though, right? Like, I yeah, those guys, are untouchable. Yeah, they're yeah, pretty okay, much. Okay, Want
0: to pair them with KD? Right,
2: yeah. right, okay.
1: I don't even think that they're untouchable. I just think that like the for the money to work, it just they can't be really included in the deal. But okay. Watson by themselves that's fair mm. yeah but like i'm trying to see the rest of the roster i'd to- say
0: scotty gary trent and maybe og
2: Ooh. is he's that- not getting paid is he no I OG so. is getting i don't think there he's is.
0: like i don't think he's getting paid like a
1: max max but let me see hold on a minute let me see i'll tell you oh right. yeah
2: he's at a four-year 72 million it's 18 million a year yeah no, no, that's not bad Okay, That's so That's really good for him, actually. Yeah. Yeah.
1: How much is
0: KD making? 33?
2: 35? Let me get the exact salary. How is he making less money than Rudy Gobert?
0: Ask the giant. No, he's, no, no, he's not. He's, he's making um,
2: an annual salary of 48 million. Who? Including including the 189 guaranteed. That, yeah, um... but he's
1: listed. He's listed right now as like 42, uh, 42 million for for this year. If you're gonna right, do okay. it, you have to do you have to do it for for like trades to work. You have to do it off the base of your compensation. The year compensation. Yeah. yeah okay. So base year compensation, you have to start. So basically, the Toronto Raptors have to include. I think it's within. Five million. You have to your the threshold has to be within five million. That's how you get the trade to work. So if we're gonna go by that math, you probably it's Gary, OG, Gary and OG probably do it in terms of salary, and then you probably put Scotty and then a bunch of unprotected picks, maybe some unprotected picks in there. And that's actually yeah. not that bad. Mm. Yeah, that's not that bad. <laughs> I, yeah, it's not um, I'm just, trade,
0: like, curious what like the Nets want to do because like they could like go full rebuild and trade both like you know trade a Ky- Kyrie Ben Simmons and Kevin Durant and like get like a fuck ton of picks and young players but, like do they want to do that you know like, you do they, do they want Simmons. to like <laughs> you mean
1: the dude who wouldn't show up to a playoff game?
2: <laughs> about. he was uh, wearing his Louis Vuitton jacket on the side. Yeah.
1: Horrible teammate. Horrible teammate. He's a
2: terrible teammate, yeah.
1: Terrible teammate.
2: He said it's going to be scary when the three of them play, and then now no one wants to play with him.
1: <laughs> because they don't want him. <laughs> no, dude, they just don't want to play in Brooklyn. Yo, Nick, have you seen some of these rumors? They're like, oh, yeah, we still want to play together. We just don't want to play in Brooklyn.
2: Yeah, I haven't seen that. That that, that That was Katie and Kelly want to play on the same team, just not in Brooklyn.
1: That was wild to me. I was like, what are you saying? Like, what is going on here? That's insane. Everything. They gave you everything. No sane team would give you the amount of freedom this team. They let Kyrie Irving take like a paid vacation two years ago. Yeah. Oh, absolutely delusional.
2: Absolutely delusional.
1: Insane. Insane. No, I agree. Shout out James Harden. He got out before the shit hit the He was
2: head. right, man. <laughs> He's taking a pay cut too for roster flexibility. So maybe he was right the whole time.
1: what is a pay cut though? Listen, yeah, yeah, yeah,
2: for, yeah. It, for it, it's it's an improvement for him. All right.
1: Isn't it like a t- is it like a 10 million cut? I think it went from 15.
2: 15. It's yeah. a 15. Yeah. What
1: is it? What was he was eligible for like what 50, right? 50,
0: yeah, 50, 50. it was like 47 to like 32. But like you're still making a fuck ton of money.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Congratulations! You could probably bring someone level and bring someone in at the tax level exception. That's pretty much it. Like you can get what ten to million. Eh, that's still you not can get bad. a decent. They contact. have their stars. Like yeah,
2: they he's getting shape and then he's fine. They
1: yeah. are an interesting team because. Oh, I mean, well, obviously we're going to talk about this. So, um, yeah.
2: but when they are the an G-shirt, interesting though. team because
1: I still think they could still make some tweaks. Yeah, um, they look good.
2: Yeah,
1: is there anything else you guys want to discuss before we jump in? I'm good. Mm-hmm.
0: All right, Nick, this is your baby, man. Take over. All right. Yeah. So uh, I, I think we're going to start a, a new segment this week called, well, it vaguely called like, what are they missing to be a championship team? Like I, I, I had this kind of idea early in the kind of like the, the West playoffs when like the, the jazz or like Denver went out. Cause like both teams have like had the core, the same core for a long time, has the coaching staff and really haven't made a lot of like changes or improvements. So like, what do they need to do to like go from where they are to a championship team? So yeah, I, I thought it'd be fun to go through all the the kind of teams that made the playoffs and kind of like talk about like what do they need to do to like, go from you know their current position to a playoff team. So like going forward, you know we're going to talk about you know we're we're going to run through all the teams in the playoffs and kind of run through all, like what each of us thinks like what they need to be a championship team. So mm-hmm. with that said, we will be starting off with uh, the Boston Celtics. Mm-hmm. They finished second in the East at 51-31, and made a great run in the playoffs, but ended up having a a loss in the finals to the Golden State Warriors. Kind of of note, they had this insane elite defense, Uh, you know, first in the regular season, I I think after uh, like January 1st, just had like insane defensive ratings. Buzzer beater. Yeah, yeah. after the R.J. buzzer beater, they just kind of went off. So kind of like, wanting to start with, like, you know, Loken or Steve, he, he wants to jump in, kind of like, what for you would, like, help this Boston Celtics team go from, like, you know, where they are now as like, probably one of the better teams in the East to a, like, bona fide, you know, 100% contender, maybe even a favorite for the, for, for the, the championship. Look, you could start first. I'll go. Um, with.
2: they're actually my favorite right now. I think their biggest oh, issue okay. in the finals was um lack of a well. I want to say lack of bench, but lack of an experienced bench. Like mm-hmm. Peyton Pritchard looked like a headless chicken half the time. Yeah. Um, and the turnovers. My God, that is the only reason it was <laughs> the final series. They had no. <laughs> I think um, getting Brogdon is a huge win for them, especially like mm-hmm. what they gave up. They didn't really give up much. Like Neesmith. Yeah. And, like a bunch of some picks they're not going to use. So like. I really like Brogdon on this team. I think that he fixes a lot of their issues offensively because you have Brogdon and Smart who can kind of facilitate. Tatum can facilitate, but he doesn't have to be the facilitator now, which we saw. Like, Mm -hmm. I think Tatum showed flashes of being a primary facilitator, but that's just not his role. You know, he has to be looking for his shot, and he has to take smarter shots too. And Brogdon definitely helps, you know. Um, I think that if Tatum can just, like, get this Kobe mindset out of his head and having Brogdon – and, like, you have Gallinari on the bench. You have Horford on the bench. I think they should, mm-hmm. I think they should bench Horford. He looked old. Like, he looked – like, after that finals game one, he looked bad yeah. in the finals, you know? Like, he was getting cooked by everybody. He was just too slow. But if you have a starting five of, like, Brogdon, Smart, uh, Brown, Tatum, Williams, you have Gallo, you have Grant Williams, you have um, Horford, and you have, like, Derek White still there on their bench. Like, they're mm-hmm. – that's a really good – like, that's a really good nine-man rotation. And then you can, like, plug in whoever else later on. So, to me, they kind of fixed most of their issues. If anything, I'd say maybe you can add some more 3 d players, maybe, like, some another 3&D uh, guard or wing. Um, but other than that, I think they're fine right now. They look really scary. So, See how you think
0: about that.
1: So, for me, obviously, my first thought when you first created the sheet and mm-hmm. you started giving us, like, these little prompts to, like, okay, what do they need? What do they need? What do you need? So, first, one of the first things I thought was, like, one of the things I noticed was they needed, like, an actual point guard. Like, I... Mm-hmm. I commend Marcus Smart for making the jump that he did in terms of right. like trying to becoming a playmaker. And it's just n- still not enough, you know, and I'm mm-hmm. glad that he's worked on his game, but it's still not enough. And then they make the Brogdon trade and I loved what they gave up yeah. for him.
0: They didn't really give up anything for him. Can, you, can I read that off? Cause like, 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 like Logan mentioned, like it's really not a lot. Like it's, yeah. it's, it's good. Aaron Naismith, Daniel Ooh. Tice, Nick Ooh. Stauskas, Ooh. uh, Jawan it's Morgan. Stauskas yeah. Dude, <laughs> <Yeah. laughs>
1: Stauskas get signed, by the I don't that's even the real that question. question. Was he on the finals
2: roster? I
0: don't even remember.
2: I think he was. <laughs> what? The, where did he oh get signed?
0: <laughs> yeah, and and a first round pick. That's it. Like they got all they all <laughs> of that for Malcolm Brogdon, who like who like you guys are saying is going to be like a is a exactly what they need. But go go ahead, Steve. No, no, I I I think you're right about how
1: what that they exactly what they one of the things they really need. But like at the same time, like. There is a reason why this raw ro- uh, that that this package was like nothing. Obviously, yeah. we have heard weeks for weeks leading up to the draft that the Knicks were in on him. You yeah. guys got guys like Jake Fisher and like some some reports from Zach Lowe and like Mark Stein. Mark Stein, like reporting that the Knicks were in for Brogdon. And it's just like Clearly they weren't, and then like Begley, right before the draft, was like, "Yeah, they checked in, but they're not, they're not high on him." And yeah. now you so see why. Too. Like, this is what he went for. Yeah, this is like I, it's a high, it's a, it's like a, it's a low risk, high reward trade. Like he comes off the books, I believe, right? I think next year. Yes, I know. So now. I'm pretty sure he does. Like I, I thought that was one of the other reasons why they wanted to get rid of
0: him.
2: I will no. add on one thing real quick. If He's got uh, two more years cheap, after this. Okay. If Brogdon went this cheap to Boston, why couldn't the Lakers put a trade for him? Because mm-hmm. what are they giving up? You can give up Horton Tucker. You can give up, like, I don't know, like picks and, like, someone to match his salary. I, I I doubt that the I doubt yeah, Indiana won any one, of that <laughs> shit. Yeah, It took like Aaron Nesmith and Nick Stauskas. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, but the right thing is,
1: <laughs> but those guys are all expiring deals. Yeah, that's yeah. true. That's why one of the reasons why they did it is because I don't think the Lakers have any expiring deals except for the guys they just signed off the scrap heap. That's yeah, it. Yeah, that's true. Like you can't put. I, I doubt. Like I don't know what Indiana's interest in talent.
0: Good solid defenders. Nice passing. Frigioni up top. Hardaway Jordan puts it up.